Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. And we are going to talk about NXT here today, the May 16th edition of the show. I, for one, am very happy to be back because last week I wasn't here uh, due to me being at uh, the BMI Pop Awards. And so I'm so happy to be back here talking about NXT because I truly love coming on every Tuesday to talk about this because I'm so, you know, we've, I, you know I've been covering, you know, NXT now for quite some time and uh, I know the brand and so it's fun to come on here and get to talk to you guys all about it so we are going to get to that in just a second but before we get into this show um this is officially my uh birthday week on Thursday is my birthday so tomorrow's episode of uh AEW Dynamite when we talk about it here on Speak Now is going to be the birthday themed edition for tomorrow so make sure you guys hop into that it's going to be a good time i'll make sure to go to the 99 cent store get some decorations or something so that it could look a little extra fancy up in here so i'm going to make sure to do that also if you guys want to help support this podcast give it some love you are more than welcome to send in a super chat at any point throughout this show and uh also just a heads up to everybody because I do want to give you guys a breakdown of what's going on this week here on this channel. So like I said, today I'm here for NXT. Tomorrow I'm here to talk about AEW Dynamite and tomorrow is going to be a big night for uh, for AEW from the looks of it based on all of the reports based on everything going on we should have a lot more information on what's going down um, with AEW in terms of TV deals in terms of collision and CM Punk and all this other stuff so we'll see what happens I feel like tomorrow is definitely going to be a newsy day and then I uh, also on Friday I'm probably going to do a Q&A show if you guys want me to do a Q&A show I haven't done one in a very long time like over a year I might be doing a Q&A show on Friday because Friday uh is my official birthday party so I will not be here to talk about Smackdown so instead I'm probably going to do a Q&A stream so don't hate me everybody don't hate me um that's going to be happening on Friday hopefully so let me know if you guys want to do a Q&A stream if that's something of interest and I'll make sure to schedule that uh for Friday but now, uh, man, let's get some thoughts in here. We're getting so many different comments in here. Uh, Tony's bringing up from uh, Seth Rollins is going to be in Marvel. I, you know, I saw that earlier today and I just thought how freaking cool. So I have to tell you, this is really funny. So I follow my favorite like pop culture website is called pop crave and that's basically where you know i get i stay updated with everything that's going on in music and movies and stuff like that right so uh they and clearly they're not gonna have like a bunch of wrestling fans it's mainly gonna be like stan culture like all of these stands so a couple like maybe like half hour ago they posted on their page like oh seth rollins is going to be part of the marvel cinematic universe whatever right so they made the little an announcement there right and all the people or like a good majority of the people in the comments section are writing the thirstiest tweets about Seth Rollins that you can imagine. The first thing that I saw was somebody putting I want him inside of me. And I'm like, what? And I'm so used to it. It's funny because I'm so used to uh, you know, talking about wrestling with wrestling fans and wrestling people on Twitter and then seeing non-wrestling fans react to certain wrestlers in certain ways in a non-wrestling page is really damn hilarious. So I was I was dying at these comments. So if you guys want to go check those out, you guys can. But I was like, damn, uh, the stands, they're coming. 
uh, for Seth Rollins. Uh, so yeah, that was some good stuff there. Uh, let's give some shout outs here because we got a lot of our YouTube members in here and I want to make sure to give them some love. Uh, we got Tim Weininger Jr. who says that he thought that today's show was decent. Too bad the women's matches were very predictable. I did not mind that and that's going to be probably our biggest topic of the night, but we will get into that in just a second. Tim also points out that he did love the Dijak vignettes as well and we will break that down uh, today because that was pretty good too. And we also hear, oh man, I really fucked up right now. I'm all over the place. Ah, okay. The Beb Jr. says, happy early birthday, Denise. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being a YouTube member. Uh, YouTube member uh, Brandon Rosen uh, says, for your birthday to get you started, buy yourself something nice. Thank you so much to Brandon for all of the love. Uh, Ricky Zaldivar says, Denise, are you going to be at New Japan on Sunday? Yes. So I'm actually going to be doing, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, two New Japan events this weekend because... On Saturday, they have their press conference. I think that's at 2 o'clock. I forgot where in Long Beach or in Carson, someplace. They're going to be doing a, pre a press conference and also a meet and greet. So I'll be there for the press conference. And then the following day, they have New Japan resurgence at the, I think it's at the Pyramid in Long Beach. I think that's where they did it last time. And I went to the show last time. It was uh, the Fighting Spirit Unleashed show that was done inside the pyramid and they might have done another show at the pyramid no i think it was just the one show at the pyramid either way it's a really good venue a really fun venue so i'm really looking forward uh to doing to going to that show i think it's going to be a really good one uh also shout out to youtube members hunter tillman and sheldon jackson who are also all up in here in the stream um okay let's get to it guys let's talk about uh, Zeno hour says becky versus thirsty mcu stands dope Becky's got some competition. I mean, all those comments, I was like, wowzas, you know? Uh, obviously, there's, you know, people... I don't really see people leave thirsty comments about Seth Rollins on my Twitter account. It's probably because... I don't know. I just don't get them. The ones that I do see thirsty comments for anytime anything with this person is posted, whether it's on my Twitter or anybody's Twitter, you guys can guess it. You're all thinking this person's name. It's in your head right now. You know exactly who I'm going to say. It's Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Everyone knew I was going to say Rhea Ripley. I think she gets the most, uh, she gets the most like thir thirstiest. <laughs> oh, Ender Bunkley says Veer. Sean was just telling me about this on the Raw Post Show, how Veer gets very thirsty tweets as well. So, uh, I mean, yeah, sure. You know, I see it. I see it. Uh, but everybody's pointing out like, yes, it's definitely mommy. It's definitely mommy. She gets the most thirstiest tweets ever. And apparently now you can add Seth Rollins to that list. All right, but let's go ahead and jump into NXT. Let's talk about what went down on today's show. Overall, I felt that today's show was okay. I think that, uh, you know, the Women's Championship Tournament is really what was kind of carrying the show for me, but they really did a good job, I think, with Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes because they kind of weaved them weaved them in and out throughout the entire show and even had a pretty fun close with them at the end. So I really enjoyed that too. There was one segment that I very much disliked, and I'm going to have to get into that later on, but for the most part, I really thought that today's episode of NXT was okay. So let's go ahead and get into the women's stuff because that is going to be the meat. The meat of the show is the women's stuff. So 
NXT Battleground, as we all know, May 28th, we are going to find out who our next NXT Women's Champion is going to be. Now, I know someone earlier just said that the matches for the women were predictable, but I did not mind that at all because they all made sense. So this is what we had. Prior, so last week, we ended up already getting Tiffany Stratton and Lyra Valkyra brought into the tournament. So they advanced. We had Tiffany defeat Gigi Dolan. I thought that match was pretty good. Pretty okay. I, I saw it. It was fine. And then uh, Lyra defeating Kiana. Now, I, for one, I want to talk about, we always talk about Tiffany and how great she is, and we're all fans. So I want to take a second and talk about Lyra because Lyra has legitimately been probably one of my instantaneous favorite recent women to come on to NXT. I think that she has been instantly put into this spot where you she's been given an important spot here on the show, given that she hasn't been there as long as some of the other girls, or at least on TV as, as some of the other girls. So I think that Lyra getting put into this tournament and then also moving forward in this tournament is something that I'm very excited to see. So quarterfinals continued on today and then next week we're going to be seeing the semifinals and then finally battleground the actual finals so quarterfinals today let's start with Cora Jade versus Fallon Henley so this one here the winner is going to go on to face Lyra Valkyra and it was kind of very obvious who is going to win which is fine like I said predictable is fine if it, if it makes sense and it's good and I thought this makes sense and it was good so Cora Jade recently came back not too long ago. Since then, she has been kind of trying to like find her thing because prior to her being gone, she was in this big feud with Roxanne Perez. She came back and it's like, okay, you know, Roxanne Perez has moved on to other things. And so what's going on with Cora Jade? She has a couple of matches with Lyra Valkyra and those were pretty, pretty decent as well. But now it's okay. Well, what do you do next with Cora Jade? So Cora and Fallon Henley have this really good match. I thought this was probably one of my favorite matches we've seen so far for the women's tournament and also for Fallon Henley. Now you guys are probably going, wait, what? Well, with Fallon Henley, we've kind of been seeing her do more character stuff. And she's been, you know, she was a former tag team champion with Kiana James. So we got to see a little bit of that. And even though Fallon Henley lost this match and Cora Jade was pretty much the dominant one throughout this match because Cora Jade was the aggressor. She was the one that was attacking the, I think it was the left leg. I forget it was the left or the right leg. Whatever. She was attacking one of the legs of Fallon Henley uh, throughout this match. And she was going as, it was the left knee, excuse me. And it was bugging me. I was like, I know it's the left one. It was the left one. Uh, she gets her with, you know, she's attacking the left knee throughout this entire match. And I really kind of enjoyed seeing that aggression from Cora Jade, seeing her go into this match with a strategy. And then on top of that, Fallon Henley did a really great job of selling throughout the entire match, even when she had her comeback. So there was a point where she finally, uh, she, she, she had her comeback. She had a little moment against Cora Jade, got a little bit of, uh, you know, offense on her, but she was still able to, you know, sell the leg and just make it look really good. So I was a big fan of how they had both Cora Jade and Fallon Henley look in this match. And so truthfully, even though Fallon didn't like, 
she wasn't, you know, beating up Cora Jade throughout the entire match. I legitimately thought this was probably one of her best matches, even if she wasn't the dominant one throughout the entire thing. I thought she looked really strong in this, though. Uh, eventually, Cora hits a DDT. She gets the win, and now she advances into the semifinals and will be facing Lyra Valkyra, which I said makes sense. Why? Because Cora Jade and Lyra had been beefing prior to this, so it makes sense that they find themselves in the semifinals. Now, quick predictions. Actually, I'm going to save the predictions because then I'm going to ruin the next topic. So let me get into uh, Roxanne Perez and JC Jane. Uh, we got a lot of people here, by the way, saying that they really did enjoy this match. Um, we got Generation of Jade who says Cora is winning this tournament. It's her time. Uh, we will see. And uh, Real Micah Rose says, I feel Tiffany is still developing her character, but finding her stride. So let's continue on with the women and then we'll make predictions here. So later on in the night, we ended up seeing Roxanne Perez versus JC Jane in, again, quarterfinal matches. I didn't think this match was as good as the Fallon Henley Cora Jade match, but it was still pretty okay. Uh, this one did several things. One, Roxanne Perez goes in there. She gets her win. JC Jane looked pretty good in this too, but this was all really Roxanne Perez. She gets her moment. She wins at the Pop Rocks. And after she, you know, advances, she, we then get an attack from Gigi Dolan to JC Jane. So Gigi Dolan, she's out of the tournament since last week and she attacks JC Jane. As you guys know, they're beefing. So I love how everybody's sort of connecting with one another and we're circling back to JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. So we'll talk about that in a second, but Roxanne Perez advances and now Roxanne Perez is going on to face Tiffany Stratton. So on one side of the bracket, you got Cora Jade and Lyra, they've been beefing. On the other side of the bracket, you got Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton, who have also been beefing with each other. So if you ask me, I'm very excited about how these both these semifinal matches actually have, you know, some story behind it. It's not just, you know, random person A and random person B. I love that this tournament is coming together in a way where uh, we got to see some fresh matchups, but also the semifinal matches are... Um, basically you know tying into the storylines that we've been seeing so i was a big fan uh of the outcome for that so uh in terms of predictions let's talk about what the hell we actually think may go down in this tournament at battleground so i see two scenarios playing out here and the two scenarios that i believe are going to play out and let me pull up the graphic here so you guys can see it here and sorry i didn't screenshot when they added roxanne's name but so I'm thinking for the finals, it is most likely going to be Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. Now, let me explain. The reason that I think it's going to be Roxanne and Cora Jade is because we all know their long history. In fact, both of these girls, their best programs on NXT have been when they worked against each other. So for me, this one here, has to take the win in terms of what I think it's actually going to go down. And I kind of hope selfishly that we do get to see Roxanne Perez win. Uh, that's if she goes up against Cora Jade. Actually, who knows though? You know what? 
Who knows? I think if they do do Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade, you know what? I'm not so confident that Roxanne's going to win that. Actually, take this back. I think if Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade face up each against each other, I have a feeling they might want to surprise us and finally give Cora Jade the championship because, you know, they took, I feel like they took the belt off of Roxanne Perez for a reason. We still have not really seen that reason, in my opinion, like a real legitimate reason. So I'm starting to wonder if they're going to go back and be like, okay, let's restart with Roxanne Perez as the NXT Women's Champion, or let's try something new with Cora Jade, who has never been NXT Women's Champion. So I can actually see them going either direction here. Now, the other option is if, and this is if Tiffany Stratton defeats Roxanne Perez, I think she would go on to face Lyra Valkyria. However, the reason I don't think this one's too likely is I still think that I still think that Lyra's a little bit too, uh, she's just a lot newer to really, for me to, oh, maybe, let me think about this, guys. I want to think about this before I say this, because I was going to say I feel she's a little too new for me to actually buy that they would give her the NXT Women's Championship already, so that's why I wouldn't expect to see her in the finals, and that's the only thing holding me back here, but if you're going to have Tiffany Stratton take it all the way, I can see her having to defeat it would make more sense for her to defeat Lyra than I think it would Cora Jade. So those are the two options that I'm seeing with Roxanne and Cora primarily being like the main, the main option here. So let's see uh, what the chat is saying. What do you guys think is going to happen? Generation of Jade says Cora versus Tiffany makes sense. They did the tug of war with the belts. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's another one. Ender Buckley says, then goes Tiffy versus Cora. New, new ad girl versus old ad girl huh wait i don't get it okay you're gonna have to explain that one Andrew. you're gonna have to uh explain that one christopher says i think it's gonna be the i think the finals it's going to be roxanne perez versus cora jade with roxanne perez winning the nxt women's title uh xeno hour says i'm thinking roxanne perez versus cora jade as the finals however i think roxanne versus lyra is a very strong possibility okay so you're seeing roxanne versus lyra that's interesting because I didn't even think about that one in terms of being a realistic op a realistic one for the finals. I mean, it would make Lyra look really good, but I just feel with the history that Roxanne and Cora Jade have, I think it would be a nice throwback to their history. K-pop lover says the Roxanne redemption story. I would love to see it because you guys know how I felt about this. You guys know that I felt like, I truly felt like they really cut Roxanne Perez's Rain just way too short. YT, who's a YouTube member here, says, Lyra spent a good amount of time at the top of the card in NXT UK. I could 100% see her winning. And I know a lot of people got to see Lyra perform in NXT UK. I never really got to see her perform in NXT UK, but it was very clear that she was uh, above a certain level the second we started seeing her on this version of NXT. We got a super chat from Brandon Rosen who says, to me, Roxanne's segment before her match kind of felt like a goodbye to NXT. Is it a sign of things to come? Thank you, Brandon, because I almost forgot to talk about this. So this was very interesting. We got a vignette where Roxanne Perez is basically showing this board that she made up. And in this board, she has all of these different pictures of things and big moments that have 
occurred in her life in the last year or so. And so then she has another board next to her. And in this board, she has a picture of the NXT Battleground logo at the very top. Then she has two pictures side by side, one with the Raw logo and one with the SmackDown logo. And then she puts a little question mark sticker right in between those two images. And then right below it, she has the WrestleMania 40 logo. So telling us her goal is to win at NXT Battleground, make it to NXT Battleground, win the championship, eventually go to the main roster and make it so that she has a match at WrestleMania. Now, Roxanne is somebody that I thought was going to get drafted when the draft happened and it didn't happen. And given that they took away the title, I thought she really was. So unless they're going to do something different for her in terms of calling her up at a different moment, I'm curious to see when that moment actually is going to be. I feel like in the next year, there is a huge possibility that she could be already on the main card and even in some sort of WrestleMania match. Who the hell knows? A lot can happen from now until next April, March. So Brandon, thank you so much for the super chat. And thank you for reminding me to talk about that. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I still don't think Tiffany Stratton should be anywhere near the NXT Women's Championship. I think she needs to develop a little bit more first. Yeah, and this has been something that I think a couple of people were talking about recently in regards to Tiffany Stratton. But here's the thing. I don't want this to sound, this is definitely not a knock though, because she has legitimately had the best she has had the best growth when it comes to the women on the NXT roster. Like, I don't know if anybody else has had the improvement that Tiffany Stratton has had. And so I know that a lot of people were probably like, oh, it's Tiffany Stratton's turn, Tiffany Stratton's turn. But it's okay for, for her turn not to be it right now because she, given how much she has grown just within like the last year or a couple of months, however long, she, and... I really do think that she's just going to continue to get even better. So even if it's not her time right now, that's not a knock by any means. She's just going to continue to get better. So uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for also sending in the super chat. But I do think too that Tiffany, in my opinion, is going to be one of the best heel women and maybe some of you guys can argue that she already is on nxt but i really do think she has the potential to just be like this mega mega heel and then eventually whenever she does turn babyface down the line i think she's going to be very loved but i think right now they should keep building her as a very strong heel because it is so easy to like it's so easy to like want to like how do I explain this like she's a heel right because she's you know she's she's bougie and she's a diva and this and that but not in the way where you hate her like nobody here hates Tiffany Stratton but you really like her as the bad girl and I think that's what you like to see uh Sheldon thank you so much for that super chat YouTube member 554k sends in a comment saying I would also like to see Roxanne versus Cora in the finals I have only been watching NXT on and off, but I'm a fan of Roxanne based on what I have seen on the show. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Let's see what else we got here. Jared says, NXT can't lose anyone else to the main roster until the hiring freeze is over. I do. I did kind of feel a little bit like, I did kind of feel a little bit like the roster feels a little slim. Nah, maybe 
not so much because there's still some people there that I think are just doing a really hell of a job. Like they did lose a lot with great losing Grayson Waller and JD McDonough. Those were two big ones for the guys that I think was kind of hard to see them lose. They did lose a lot from their show without them, but they do have other names and now more people that they can pay attention to and built up a little bit more. Uh, Ryan Lambert, YouTube member here says Roxanne as a future Royal Rumble winner. Ooh, that would be good. I would not be opposed to that. That would be hella good. Think about that, honestly, because we're in May right now. We got May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. She's got five, six. Oh God, I'm doing math on the year. Five, six, seven, eight. She's got like eight, nine months until the frick. I'm really bad at math. She's got like eight, nine months until the Royal Rumble. Think about like how much more she can, she can have a full, beautiful reign as NXT champion uh, on NXT. She can make, you know, continue to get even better, make a Royal Rumble appearance, surprise us, win the damn thing. Ah, oh, I don't know, guys. I feel like it's a it's a fantasy right now because there's so many options for like what I'm thinking about, what is going to be, you know, the women's matches that we're going to be seeing at WrestleMania. You know, I'm thinking about like maybe, I don't know, Rhea versus Becky Lynch. Like that to me is a WrestleMania match. But then I'm like, well, what about Rhea versus Bianca? That's a WrestleMania match. Um, there's just so much that can be done. I have no idea. Uh, it, it There's a lot of competition there. Exactly for that WrestleMania match. I, I don't know. I do not know. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, this is also from Ryan Lambert, who is a YouTube member, says, it's crazy to think with how NXT 2.0 was and now having NXT have the best booked women's division apart from Impact. Yeah, when you're talking about WWE, I do definitely think that NXT has a, the, the women have a lot of stories. They get a lot of matches. And that's not to say you can't do that with the main roster because you definitely can. But I think with the main roster, you get your focus on just a couple of people and then everything else is these very quick matches. And so you don't get to see people often have these types of growths, like the ones that you saw on the NXT side of things with Tiffany Stratton. So there you go. All right, so let's see what else we got here and see what people are saying saying okay we got a lot of different comments this is from david who says there's more deserving women that should win royal rumble sorry but no to perez winning yet uh 554k says roxanne being the winner of the royal rumble would be really awesome we got a lot of people on different sides of things but hey that's the way it is guys that's the way it is all righty let's press on here before we do if you guys watch this podcast on a replay or audio let me know in the comments or tweet me what you guys think about uh the nxt women's division and how you guys feel in terms of who you believe might become the nxt women's champion but let's press on from here and let's talk about everything that happened with carmelo hayes trick williams Braun breaker because that kind of took up a bunch of different pieces on the show so let's bunch this all in together so Carmelo Hayes goes out there and he's cutting a promo on Braun Breaker. He's there with his buddy Trick Williams, but he is interrupted by Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Now, I was legitimately thinking, oh, this is going to suck. I'm not even lying to everybody when I thought that this was legitimately going to suck. And then this ended up being really freaking hilarious because, you know, I was sitting there watching NXT and I'm, I'm watching their interactions unfold right and then suddenly the crowd starts chanting something and i'm like wait what are they chanting and they're chanting willy wonka 
And it took about a split of a second for me to go, oh, this, with Charlie Dempsey. So Charlie Dempsey, in case you guys missed it, I put out a tweet where uh, side by side with Willy Wonka. And, you know, he's got the, the, the blonde curly hair and it's all over his face. And he's wearing this purple, uh, purple trunks, purple blazer, purple like Willy Wonka. And so the crowd is chanting Willy Wonka and you see it, guys. You see it. Uh, and then Trick Williams proved himself to be really great at improv here because the second he heard the Willy Wonka chants. He did a really good job. And I don't know if this was scripted. I don't think so because the, the crowd was chanting Willy Wonka and he fed off of this and was calling him Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I thought that was really hilarious and uh, probably one of the funniest things that happened on NXT here today. Anyways, this ended up leading into a match between Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes, Drew Gulak, and Charlie Dempsey. This was a quick victory for Trick and Carmelo and... Afterwards, we end up getting Carmelo. We end up getting a video where Braun Breaker is at the barber shop that Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams are always at. And so all of their friends are kind of just sitting there going, like, this fucking guy showed up at our barber shop. And Braun Breaker is kind of, you know, being super disrespectful by showing up in his place and his hangout spot. So at the end of the show, we get Carmelo and, and Trick go out there. Carmelo's pissed. He's livid. He's calling out Braun Breaker. Finally, Braun Breaker comes out, but he comes out with all of these uh, securities. And so first you're thinking, oh, maybe Braun Breaker's being this like cowardly heel. But instead, he basically tells Carmelo, I'm bringing out these securities for you because the last time that I was here, I put you through a wall. This all leads into a brawl between them. We're going to be seeing them go up against each other at Battleground. And this was fine. This was good. I love the way that they weave this in and out of the show. Uh, happy to see Carmelo Hayes back because I wasn't too crazy about having to just see Braun Breaker and Trick Williams with this. Um, I didn't care too much for their match last week. So I'm glad that Carmelo Hayes is back and we can, you know, continue with this story well obviously Carmelo Hayes had to be out for a bit considering he was put through a dang wall so I did like that they did that kept him out for a bit anyways <laughs> RS sends in a super chat saying Denise we need to hear you sing Cody's song after your tweet about his theme song oh god no no thanks no thanks so for those of you who are wondering what RS is referencing to I tweeted out yesterday because it's dawned on me that when Cody Rhodes comes out and his theme song hits, I've been making up the words to it. I don't actually think I knew the words. And it, when you actually go and read the lyrics, it makes, the lyrics are great, by the way. The lyrics are freaking phenomenal. But they don't always sound like that when you're listening to the song. So I felt really stupid because there were some some lines in there where I just thought, oh man, I've been really messing this up. Uh, RS, thank you so much for the super chat. It ain't gonna happen though. I'm not gonna sing Cody Rhodes' theme song. Heidi Ho sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho. It says, happy early birthday, Denise. I'm hoping uh, bone grafts and dental, I'm having bone grafts and dental surgery tomorrow. Send prayers or good vibes. Dude, I'm so sorry. I Anytime anyone has to go to the dentist, it sucks. It sucks, right? Like you got to hate the dentist. Got to open your mouth. They put stuff inside of you. Blech. It hurts. Then they charge you a bunch of money for it. You always come out feeling worse. Heidi Ho, don't worry. It'll all be good though. You won't regret it. 
having your teeth. I, I actually have to go to the dentist too, now that I think about it. So thank you. It sucks though, but don't worry. It's better to go because nothing's worse than having to deal with like tooth pain or anything like that. Uh, I really pumped you up for the dentist, didn't I? Uh, Heidi Hope, thank you so much for the early uh, birthday and very generous super chat. Thank you so much for all of this support. And don't worry, you'll be fine at the dentist. Uh, my number one advice is think about other things. Don't think about what's going on in your mouth. I like to think about my to-do list. That helps because I start stressing out about other things instead of stressing out about what's going on down here. <laughs> Heidi Ho, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Stephen Ward truly sends in a super chat saying, uh, let the face chase. Oh, okay, okay. It says, let the face chase title win for Jade. I got We got a couple of people in here wanting to see Cora Jade. I'm mainly seeing people in here rooting for Cora and Roxanne. I feel either way, you're good. All right, let's see what else we got here. And let's get into this match here that we got with, this was a pretty good match. We got the Creed Brothers versus the Dyad. And this was a match that in the beginning, I kind of felt that this was all the Creed Brothers. The Creed Brothers were, the Creed Brothers were the ones that were, uh, they were killing it in this match, man. They had a really fun vertical suplex spot. I mean, Brutus is so freaking good. He just goes out there. And I finally realized what it is that Brutus reminds me of. Brutus reminds me of Wreck-It Ralph. Does he not? Holy smokes, he reminds me of Wreck-It Ralph so much because he goes out there and he's, you know, this big bulky guy. He looks like a house and he's uh, he's going out there and he just, uh, he went at, I think it was with Rip and he goes out there and he just, he throws in all of these like hammer fist type deals and he's just letting it go and he's like very beast mode like, oh, really love that. But then afterwards, we ended up getting this really great interaction. Uh with the diet of the creed brothers a really great 630 spot which was phenomenal to see um this match ended up getting like this is awesome chance from people so this went from like oh yeah the creed brothers are doing good to oh yeah they're both really good and this match ended up just flourishing up really nicely this all led well first of all julius gets the win for the creed brothers and this all led to the creed brothers challenging gallus at battleground and my reaction to this is thank god Thank God, because I have been wanting to see the Creed Brothers go back to that title program in a very long time. They wasted a whole lot of time with the Creed Brothers and freaking Indusher. Did we forget about that? Did we forget that we sat here through Creed Brothers and Indusher and it led to nothing? And then Indusher goes to the main roster and then they gave Indusher a win over the Creed Brothers? All for what? Nothing absolutely nothing so i'm pissed because i should have been more mad about that when it happened back then and i thought well at least maybe it'll make sense to the program i don't even remember whatever what ended up happening with the creed brothers and indusher but anyways the creed brothers finally need to get their hands on the gold i'm oh I, as much as gallus doesn't bother me at all but gallus doesn't do anything for me either you know it's like Nothing is happening there. The needle is not moving. So I need to see the Creed brothers get the W, get the gold, and run rampage, rampage, rampid, whatever. Run wild on the NXT broad on the NXT broadcast. Oh man, guys. 
let's see what else we got here. Uh, Alvin Everett says free Tony D'Angelo, pretty deadly survived. Alvin Everett, let's talk about this now. So, <laughs> Tony D and Stax Lorenzo go out to dinner. And may I say, whoever's picking these restaurant spots for, for these little skits, damn, good job, man. Because I was looking at that plate of pasta and thinking I'd love to put my face in that because that looked delicious. So Tony D and Stax are out having dinner and pasta looks good. The vibe is great. There's a really big, beautiful frame in the middle. I, I need to find out what restaurant that is. I, I'm gonna go. Anyways, so Stax gets a phone call and he has to go off and handle business. And Tony's like, man, I'm so proud of him. And then afterwards, we get some cops. We never see their faces or anything. We get some cops and they're telling they're telling Tony D that there has been some criminal activity and he needs to be investigated. So they take him away. Stax comes back and is like, where's Tony D? And the waitress is like, they took him because they're investigating him. Well, they're most likely investigating him for murdering pretty deadly. Kind of, because this is where it gets very complicated. So Pretty Deadly was sent off to go swim with the fishes. And in NXT world, they are dead. They're dead. They're done. That's what, when you're watching on Tuesdays, Pretty Deadly is dead. Okay. But as you guys know, Pretty Deadly is now on the main roster. So technically they're not dead. But they're dead in NXT world. So in NXT world, there should be repercussions, right? Or should they not? Because they're not dead. I don't know what the rules are here. Someone please explain the rules. <laughs> should they be punished? Should they not be punished? What do we do here? I legitimately do not know what to do here. So take it however you please with this, guys. Uh, Mike, okay, they can do this one too. Two dimes is still missing. True. So they can maybe be like, you know, there's multiple missing people. Thankfully, Pretty Deadly has been found. However, whatever happened to two dimes, but they're probably not going to reference him since, you know, they probably can't. So I don't know. I don't know what the rules are, guys. Uh, <laughs> I really do not know. And you see what I mean? Like, no one is giving me an explanation. Everyone's laughing, but no one's giving me an explanation. Just know you're supposed to switch your brain. When you're on NXT, they have killed pretty deadly, okay? They are dead. What can you say? Ryan Lambert says two times was on AEW Dark. He was. He was, actually. So, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are here. All right, let's press on, guys. So, I'm sorry because now I'm going to have to be negative Nancy here and bury this next segment. I've liked everything so far on NXT and I found comedy in a lot of it. However, I absolutely hated, loathed, cringed at Supernova Sessions. But before we get to that, we got a super chat here from Steven Marchulli who says Creed's versus Uso, big money versus the Usos, big money someday. Dude, Creed Brothers versus uh, versus Street Profits versus New Day versus Imperium versus Brawling Brutes versus any other tag team I can think of, um, they're good with just about anybody. So this one's going to be fun, guys. Supernova Sessions. I hated it. So 
where do I begin? I get what they were trying to do here, guys. I really get what they were trying to do here. You know, it's the heritage thing. You're proud of your heritage. I'm proud of my heritage. However, there has been a history of the way that Mexicans get treated, Latinos get treated on the programming. And so this came off as super cringe instead of it with what they were intending for it to be, which was supposed to be funny. And the crowd did not really know how to react. So they were just quiet. And there were a couple of people that were like, boo, you know, because it was a very uncomfortable segment. It was meant to be funny. And I just don't think that there's two things here. I didn't think that Noam Dar had the proper delivery to do that kind of comedy. And I don't think that they gave Dragon Lee good enough comebacks because if someone, okay, if someone is like basically, you know, bearing where you're from and this and that, it can get into like, you know, a really ugly territory, okay? However, I feel if the person comes back and just like, completely buries the other person and leaves them dead in the ground, go swim with the fishes. Maybe you could bring, you can liven up the room. Okay. This whole time, this whole segment had me like tense. And so I'm going to break down what actually occurred here. So the talk show that we used to get on NXT was the Grayson Waller effect. Grayson is no longer here. So they have, um, seems like they're replacing it with Supernova Sessions hosted by Noam Dar. So I'm thinking, oh, God, I hate talk shows. But you know what? I'm going to give this one a chance. And the first thing I was like, you know, I like how Noam Dar talks. It's different. I'm, I'm into it. Okay, cool. You know, I think his shirt's funny. Uh, coming out with a Burberry shirt. He's got the ponytails. Okay, I get this. This is supposed to be, you know, funny and ironic. Okay, cool. And then he comes then he, he introduces his guest, Dragon Lee. And he offers him agua. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. He offers him agua. Okay, fine. That's funny. And then he brings out a, uh, then this is kind of where it gets a little awkward. So he brings out a, a Spanish book and he tells them, oh, because, you know, you don't know how to speak English. I'm basically going to be here. Let me hold on. Like, let me, let me bring out my book. And so he brings out this book that is teaching them how to do like basic Spanish or something. And this part didn't feel so bad afterwards because Dragon Lee basically buried him by saying that he speaks better English than Noam Dar does. So I was like, okay, good. You know, he, they gave him a pretty funny comeback. And so that's, that's good. However, the, and then this, this did not pop the crowd at all, by the way, like this was supposed to be funny. It did not pop the crowd at all. Then the part that I thought was just very awkward was when Noam Dar says, you know, I know you're a big star in Mexico. Ugh. Like, he's just like, like Mexico, you know? He's, that's what he does. Like, I can't explain the delivery of it. It's basically like, oh, like Mexico, or, oh, right? And I'm thinking, oh God, what? <laughs> like, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying... It's just when you go in this direction, it gets a little bit rough. It can get uncomfortable. And this just did not come off as comedic gold. This came off as cringe and somewhat insulting. So then Dragon Lee is basically like, nah, dude, you know, I'm proud to be Mexican. And this was that. I think Dragon Lee deserved better in the sense that they're acting 
like this is the first Mexican ever to be on NXT or something. And so when you have on the main roster, everything that they're doing with the LWO and it's freaking cool and it's working and we're coming off this great show in Puerto Rico and this and that, and that's all great and fire. And then we have this. Just two polar opposites. I didn't like it. I didn't think that this was needed. I feel like they should have just given, they, if they were going to go this direction, they should have given Dragon Lee more here so that he didn't feel like he had kind of just been subtly buried for being Mexican. They should have made him be like, you know what? If someone were to come on here and be like, Denise, something, something, whatever, you're Mexican, right? I would have been like, I would have gone the hell off, right? Like I would have gone so crazy, so fired up. And then to the point where I would, you would want to bury the other person so much that the viewer wouldn't feel bad for me because holy shit, Denise really defended herself, right? Instead of me going, damn, Dragon Lee really defended himself. I was going, damn, they kind of buried Dragon Lee for being Mexican. What? So that was my problem with this, where I really felt that they should have given Dragon Lee more to the point where Noam Dar was kind of going like, oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said all these things, right? So that was my problem with this one here. So I think that they could have, I know what they were going for. It just didn't necessarily hit. So with that being said, I kind of lost complete interest in this feud. Um, I, I'm honestly... Like, I don't really, I'm not looking forward to it. Like this, this one segment made me completely disinterested in two things, Noam Dar and this feud between Noam Dar and Dragon Lee. So I just thought that they could have redone this better to actually make it funny where it didn't feel like a burial. And I know burial is a strong word, but I just think that it could have been less, less uncomfortable, less tense you know let's see what we got here i'm curious what did you guys think of this segment let's see what we got i'm scrolling up here to get some of these comments here <sighs> let's see tim weininger says supernova sessions was boring in my opinion too many talk shows chris says that it was cringe no more talking segments please for that one it was just, it, it, it did a disservice for Noam Dar. I really do think that it did him a disservice. And so, and that sucks too, because I want to like Noam Dar. I really, really do. So uh, Ryan Lambert says, as a Latino, this segment wasn't it. And let's see what else we got here. Dante NYC says, this was hot garbage. One thing NXT doesn't need is another talk show. It's definitely not for me. Alvin Everett says we had lashing out then Grayson Waller effect and Grayson Waller effect. I think kind of, it worked in the way that it wasn't supposed to work, which was Grayson Waller was supposed to be really annoying and supposed to be all about his social media numbers and this and that. So they found ways to make it work depending on the guests that he were to have a uh, sick boy says definitely fell flat in the worst way. Uh, it just, ah, oh. Christopher says Dragon Lee versus Noam Dar is going to be a great match. I don't doubt that the match is going to be good. It's just, unfortunately they kind of, took me out of this one completely and real Micah Rose says they sent Nathan Frazier out there to save the segment it was falling off the rails for a minute uh sick boy says nationalist heat hasn't worked since the 80s 
Uh, and yep, we've seen that get proven over and over again. Uh, and let's see what else we got here. This is from Justin who says, this feud is bad for Dragon Lee. Noam Dar is usually funny, but everything about him, that ridiculous trophy screams low to mid card. Yeah, I, I do agree because I think that they could just highlight, they could just do better for Noam Dar there. They, they didn't set him up for success during this one here. They really did not. Uh, mainly everyone's also talking about how I just dragged on. Uh, Real Micah Rose says, I know what you mean. It felt like badgering. Exactly. You know, like at least they should have had him, they should have had him get him back in that real quickly, get revenge, brile up the crowd. I think there was a way to make it less uncomfortable and, you know, kind of go about it that way. But anyway, so I wasn't a fan of that, but whatever. That was the only thing I didn't like on the show. We ended up getting Thea Hale versus Kiana James. And this was a simple one here. Kiana James gets the win. And afterwards, we had a really funny moment because Thea Hale goes to Duke Hudson and it's like hugging him and it's like crying because she lost this match. Uh, we also got Wesley going out there and cutting a promo because he was supposed to have a match with Tyler Bate. But Tyler Bate got jumped by Joe Gacy in the back. And so uh, he's pissed off. Tyler Bate comes out during this. And this all ends up leading to Tyler Bate telling Wesley that he wants a shot a get shot for the NXT North American Championship, which we all have known because he has been eyeing that bout so much. And so <laughs> afterwards, uh, this... Joe Gacy's out there, and this all leads to them making a triple threat match at Battleground. So we are going to be getting Wesley, Tyler Bate, and Joe Gacy at Battleground. So I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be good. Uh, I, they've been doing this a lot with Wesley, so I think this will be a fine matchup here. I don't think that they're going to have Wesley lose, uh, although Tyler Bate would be a phenomenal option for an NXT North American champion. Uh, I would very much actually like to see Tyler Bate as as a North American champion because I just think he's an incredible wrestler. So that would be really great. Next week, we are going to be seeing Noam Dar versus Dijak and also the continuation of the NXT Women's Tournament Finals, uh, semifinals, excuse me. And one of the things I also forgot to mention is we ended up getting these like torturing videos where Dijak has been torturing Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> And those are really good because I like the way that they've been presenting Dijak with those like backstage vignettes. And I've always thought that they started those off really good since the second he came into um, to NXT. So I was a fan of, uh, of that here today. But really quickly, let me pull up the battleground card and let's talk about what we've got so far for for that. Also, we got Gavin Long in here who actually says he wants to see Tyler win the title. I wouldn't mind it either. Honestly, I would not mind it either. <laughs> Ryan Lambert says, Dijak the kink master. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what are you guys doing? Kristen Cates says, calls him the Dijakinator. Oh, that sounds really bad. The Dijakinator? I don't know. Between that comment and the other comment, I'm starting to get uh, a little, uh, a little like, you know, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. All right. Um, and wait, did I mess up, guys? What did I say? YT says, wait, did you say no, I'm Dar versus Dijak? Did I write that down right? Wrong? I probably did. Sorry, guys. Sometimes I do that on the show. Hold on. Sometimes I do that. I, I write because I'm thinking like a million miles ahead. And I always mess things up. So 
correct me here in the chat guys because i'm blanking right now and what the hell i'm talking about all right so, uh, all right um let's get into the battleground card here and i'll wait for you guys to update me here in the chat because i'm blanking right at this moment who the hell is noem is noem dar who's noem dar facing next week who would they say he's facing next week thank you nathan frazier why the hell did i write dijak I literally wrote next week, Noam Dar versus Dijak. Why did I do that? Thank you, Nathan Frazier. Why did I write Dijak? Oh, uh, you know what? I think it was, I don't know what it was. I'm not even gonna make excuses. I don't even know what happened there. All right, Ray Rodrigo sends in a super chat saying, love me some Thea Hale, all hail Thea. I freaking love her by the way. And I would, that's a gift, I think, to be able to turn on that kind of level of energy that Thea has. It is a gift because not only does she get all crazy, but it is a character that can easily be annoying. And instead, it's she makes it so that it's incredibly lovable. So uh, all hail, Thea hail. I love her. Ray Rodrigo, thank you so much for the generous super chat. Thank you so much. All right. Um, and now let's go ahead and get into this battleground card and uh let's see we got wesley versus tyler bay joe gacy like i said for the nxt north american championship we got a couple of people here in the chat that want to see uh tyler bait win i'm good with either wesley or tyler bait honestly i'm good with whatever there we got noam dar versus dragon lee and that's going to be a uh, british rounds rules for the nxt heritage cup and then we are also going to be seeing Tiffany Stratton or Roxanne Perez versus Lyra Valkyria or Cora Jade for the vacant NXT Women's Championship, which we talked heavily about earlier. And then Carmella Hayes versus Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. And I'm definitely expecting to see Carmella Hayes retain that. So I'm not expecting a title change as of right now. But that's where we're at right now with the NXT Battleground card. We still got one more NXT before we get to all of that. Alrighty, everyone, that was the NXT post show. Sorry if I was all over the place today. Uh, I was a little rusty today. Haven't done a haven't done a show since well since Friday on here. So no Wednesday, Wednesday. You see what I mean? I'm falling apart on my own on my own channel. Anyways, I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is the birthday stream, and it is going to be a big day from the looks of it for AEW. So we're going to have a very, very newsy episode, and of course, all of Dynamite to get into. So make sure you're here tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a big one. Uh, other than that, thank you guys so much. Also, let me know if you guys think I should do the Q and A. Uh, tweet me if you guys want me to do the Q and A. And before I go, there was actually one more thing that I needed to do, and that was give a shout out to metal chick for life because metal chick for life left me a very generous um review on apple and metal chick for life says denise is the best been listening to her since she was on the sean waltman show so cool she's on busted open to keep it up uh i told you guys if you leave a uh a review on my apple page for my podcast, just search up Instinct Culture by Denise Salcedo. I would read them here on the show. And I've only gotten a couple so far and because I know it's kind of annoying to have to go and leave a review. But if you guys can, the link is in the description box below. Please drop a rating. I'm trying to get to 100 ratings by the end of the year and I'm barely at 27. So please head on over there. The links are in the description box as well as for Spotify and all of that. Um, 554K sends in a super chat saying, also, on a side note, I have been watching your WrestleMania Rewind member videos, and they are really awesome. 
thank you so much. So if you are a member of the YouTube channel, not only do you get like badges and little things that YouTube offers, uh, but you also get oh shit, I don't even know how many episodes there are, but there's a ton of episodes of the WrestleMania Rewind podcast. I went back and watched every single WrestleMania before WrestleMania 39 and did a review for them. And they are so much fun. They took up a lot of work. It took me 11 weeks to get those done. 11 weeks. They are all up right now for YouTube members as well as some additional videos too. So there's at least like 20 something videos up right now that YouTube members can watch. Uh, so thank you so much to 554k in case you guys are looking for some additional podcasts and maybe some nostalgia stuff uh, that might be for you. And I got more stuff coming up as well. Alrighty, everybody, that is it. I will see you guys back here tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.